I'm Jack Zemlicka, and welcome to this episode of our 2020 Strip-Till Farmer podcast series supported by AgriSolutions. In today's program, we dig into some recent research comparing the results of strip-tilled soybeans with other tillage practices, fertilization methods, and row spacings. If this is your first time joining us, I'd encourage you to subscribe to this podcast series, currently available in iTunes, the Google Play Store, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and Spotify. And a reminder that by subscribing, you will be able to get an alert when upcoming episodes in this series are released. Thanks again to AgriSolutions. AgriSolutions is the market leader in wearable parts, components, accessories, and solutions for tillage, seeding, planting, fertilizing, hardware, and inventory management solutions. Improve performance and durability with a wide range of in-field solutions to advance your strip-till system. To learn more about AgriSolutions and their three main brands, Belota, Ingersoll, and Trinity Logistics, visit agrisolutionscorp.com. While corn is considered the dominant crop being strip-tilled, soybeans are an emerging complement or even alternative for some strip-tillers. Results of the 2020 Strip-Till Farmer Operational Benchmark Study revealed that nearly 45% of respondents strip-tilled soybeans, averaging 62 bushels per acre per farm. With strip-tilled soybeans trending upward, having the proper management strategy to maximize yield potential is essential. New research by the University of Wisconsin Extension evaluated the impact strip-till and fertilizer placement have on soybean row spacing and yield response. Data collected through 2018 on small and large plots compared 15 and 30-inch fall and spring strip-tilled soybeans, assessing the advantages and challenges. Senior Outreach Specialist John Gaska notes that the number of factors contribute to the success of strip-tilled soybeans, including fertilizer application depth, row spacing, and canopy closure. In today's Strip-Till Farmer podcast, supported by AgriSolutions, John presents brand new university research on strip-tilled soybeans to include analysis of nutrient management practices, seedbed preparation, and yield results. In Wisconsin, I work at the agronomy department. We thought about it and saw a lot of farmers using strip-till equipment for corn. And I work primarily on soybeans and small grains. And we thought, well, maybe there's some use of some of the strip-till equipment and technology and experience that farmers have with strip-till and corn. We could maybe transfer that over to soybeans. And the research project that I work on, we do the Wisconsin soybean variety evaluations in Wisconsin. We have nine locations there. We do a lot of other management research on soybeans, including with tillage and rotations, fertility, fungicides, row spacing, seeding rate, that kind of stuff on soybeans. Since we've got kind of a robust soybean research project, and we thought we would introduce and do a little bit of work with strip-till. Derek Potras is a master's student that just graduated, and this was his thesis research on the soybeans and strip-till, and Sean Connolly is the state extension soybean specialist for Wisconsin. If you're not familiar too much with Wisconsin, our soybean yield averages are just under 50 bushels per acre, corn just under 200, and we do have challenges with cold, compacted soils in Wisconsin. A lot of the soils, especially on the eastern part of the state, are very much connected to the bedrock, and so we have a lot of water pollution and infiltration issues there with the water and also with the dairy farms and fertilizers and such getting into the water table. We have a lot of slope land too, challenging slope 
slopes. We have to decide what kind of tillage we're going to be using. Our current university recommendations are pretty similar to a lot of the Midwest using crop rotation. We do encourage no tillage and from our yield standpoint we are encouraging farmers to use 15 inch rows in soybeans and the standard 30 inch row spacing in corn. Our estimated sheet and real erosion in Wisconsin you can see a lot of the western part of the state we're up to four to six to eight tons of loss per acre. The rest of the state we're in the one to two to three tons of soil loss per acre. So with that again the strip till adoption in corn and soybean has increased and the strip till has the potential to give us some earlier planting dates, maybe some warmer soil temperatures. I have data on that which we might negate that. Maybe greater fertilizer efficiencies if we can put the banding of the fertilizer with the strip till. A little less soil disturbance which could lead to a little less soil erosion and we may be able to use our strip till with cover crops as well. So the objectives of our strip till study on soybeans is to just quantify the effect of strip tillage and fertilizer placement on soybean stand establishment and yield and then evaluate our 15 and 30 inch row spacing response in soybeans. So I'm going to share with you today the results of three different studies and two of them are in our small research plots. Those plots are 50 feet long and uh, 10 feet wide. Most of the replicated research that we do on our project is in small plots, but we also extended that in our third study here to a couple on-farm studies in southern Wisconsin. The first study, we looked at tillage. We also incorporated row spacing in there, in-furrow fungicide, applications, and then a fertilizer placement as well, whether that be on the surface or, or banded with our strip-till equipment. Second study, the same thing, small plots. There we had tillage, row spacing, and a fertilizer placement as well. And then a third study that's on farm, we're looking at tillage, row spacing, and fertilizer placement for that one too. So I'll share with you some of the results, some of the measurements that we've taken doing these strip-till trials, both in small plots and on farm. For our small plot research, we borrowed a Remlinger strip-till unit from their soils department and I added a Gandy fertilizer applicator on there so we could accurately put on fertilizer in a band or on the surface. The grower that we worked with in Walworth County in southern Wisconsin, he had a Kuhn Krauss Laviator strip-till unit that's a 12 row by 30 inch spacing. He used Montag fertilizer applicator on there. So that was the equipment that we used for the strip-till trials. Many of you veteran strip tillers know this, but we paid close attention to using guidance and also to getting the strips in the right spot when we we're following corn. And so all the studies are following corn, with soybeans following corn. We left the stalks, it was no-till obviously, and then put our strip-till treatments in there. When we did the strip-till in 30-inch row spacing, and we did that right between the corn rows, and when we did strip-till for our 15-inch soybean row spacing, we put the strip and the planting seven and a half inches from the previous corn row. So let me clarify something here. We used a 30-inch spacing strip-till on all of the studies. You'll see results of some of this planting row spacing data, and some of that's in 15s and some of it's in 30s. So the 15 inch row spacing was always planted only using a 30 inch row spacing strip tiller. So one of the rows on a 15 inch row spacing planter would be on a strip till, and one would be off of it. And we uh, actually quantified some of the yield data you'll see at the end here, just so it's clear that we always just use a 30 inch row spacing strip tiller, even though we had 15 inch row spacing soybean 
soybeans. And so when we did the 15 inch row spacing soybeans, one of those rows again would be off the strip till and another one would be on it. And I think this is really important when you use guidance and such to get that spacing correctly. So here's a quick look at the treatments. Small plot number one, it was all spring strip till. And we also included no-till in there as well. We included those two row spacing treatments, 15 and 30 inch. Our fertilizer, we alternated between banded with the strip till unit or applied on the surface. And on that one also, we used a Praxer, which is kind of a general broad spectrum fungicide. And we used that on the planter and used it plus and minus with that as a treatment. Small plot number two treatments, similar to small plot one number one, except that we added a fall strip tillage treatment to that as well. So we had one study here that we did some fall strip tilling and the rest of them were spring. On farm one, we had five treatments there. Those were all spring strip tilled. The farmer that we worked with could plant 15 or 30 inch row spacing soybeans. So we added some treatments there, surface and banded applications, and then also a no-till comparison there. So those are the three studies. And as university researchers, sometimes we add in maybe more treatments than we should look at, but we tried to maximize the space that we had and adding tillage, row spacing, fungicide, and fertilizer application treatment. Small plot number one, our tillage treatments were strip till, no-till. Fertilizer placement, either we surface supplied or deep banded. We ended up with a 14 pounds per acre of nitrogen, 18 pounds of phosphorus, and 136 pounds of potash per acre. Row spacing were 15 and 30, and a fungicide, either we put the preaxer in the furrow or not. So the treatment combinations are there below. Okay, so beside yield, I'm gonna also share with you some other data that we took from this trial. Again, it was for a master's thesis student, and so we did some other measurements as well. One of them is using the tidbit temperature loggers, and if you're a grower and you want to measure temperatures and log temperatures, these are really cool little instruments. They're small. They can withstand freezing water, whatever. They can go underground. We buried those temperature loggers in the ground, and then you take them out and you use this optical data transfer to uh, transfer the data off of them. We also measured soil penetration resistance and moisture using a field scout soil compaction meter and a uh, soil moisture meter as well. The third kind of measurement that we took was canopy closure. We're interested in seeing how fast soybean canopies close. And for that purposes, we used a camera mounted on a stand mounted above the soybean rows, took images there, and then we analyzed those images in a application called Canapeo and Canapeo discerns between the green areas and the ground. And then basically it gives us a score, a percentage of green as a proportion of the area that the picture is taken. So we've got a number of canopy closure measurements at all those different treatments that we showed there. The penetration resistance, some of the measurements were taken in the crop row, indicated by the eye, so we take it right in the row. The other ones were taken between the crop row. So we can compare and look at the penetration resistance there that way. We'll get back to the discussion shortly, but I wanted to once again thank our sponsor, AgriSolutions, for making this podcast possible. Improve performance and durability with a wide range of in-field solutions to advance your strip-till system. To learn more about AgriSolutions and their three main brands, Belota, Ingersoll, and Trinity Logistics, visit agrisolutionscorp.com. Let's get back to the program now and hear more from John Gaska on some of the variables that were taken into account during their strip-tilled soybean trials. 
looking at all those kind of variables that we did for the first study, we had 15 inch versus 30 inch row spacing. We had the preaxer in there and we had the fertilizer as well. In 15 inch row spacing, in this study, there's a no-till yields and the strip-till yields. We had preaxer in strip-till out yielded no-till by about three and a half bushels. So in a strip-till environment using the preaxer, we had a three and a half bushel per acre advantage. When we look at just strip-till and no-till, in this particular study, a strip-till out yielded no-till by about 4.7 bushels per acre. 30 inch row spacing, definitely a little bit more advantage to the strip-till. We're seeing a higher yields in strip-till in 30-inch row spacing compared to the 15s. And when I jump to the end and to the conclusions, this kind of data is gonna support that. If we're in 30-inch row spacing, we're gonna see more advantage to strip-till than we are in 15-inch row spacing. Finally, for study one, strip-till reduced penetration resistance, we saw that. And on average, yield was greater in our 15-inch row spacing than 30-inch row spacing. However, if you're in Wisconsin, our recommendation now, based on this first study here, and it'll be after the other two studies I'll share with you, if you're planning in 15-inch row spacing, there's no yield advantage to using strip-till. And again, that's a strip-till every other row. If you're planning in 30-inch row spacing, we would consider strip-till in Wisconsin for our yield advantage. Study two, very similar, except that we added a fall strip-till application to that. So we have the same kind of strip-till comparisons as in the first study, 15 and 30 inch row spacing, no-till, and our fertilizer placement surface or deep banded. Again, penetration resistance, kind of what we would expect. Here we have fall strip-till. In between the row is the orange and in between the rows is in the gray. So in all four of the graphs here, the penetration resistance is less where we're doing strip-till. And again, that's probably what we would normally expect. We did measure plant population, again, in the small plots on this one. And in this case, again, we had a little bit higher plant populations in the 30s compared to the 15s. Again, I think that's because of the seeds helped the neighbor seeds up and we ended up a few more plants. Canopy coverage, this again shows two years 2017, 2018. The first graph on the top here is fertilizer placement. Banded fertilizer placement, we had the canopy close just a little bit sooner than we did on the surface application of fertilizer. Row spacing here, the data in 2018 and 2017 were opposite each other. We had the canopy close a little bit faster on the 30 inch row spacing in 2018, but a little bit later into 2017. And finally, looking at strip tillage, we've got fall strip tillage in the red, no till in the green, and blue is the spring strip till. 2018 and 2017 data shown here, you can see 2017, we're closing that canopy a little bit more and the spring strip till actually was a later days to 50% canopy closure. Opposite of that in 2018. So the spring strip till was the earliest for canopy closure there. If we look at 2018 data, soybean seed yield, this is the on-farm no-till versus strip-till. Seed yields on the left, no-till 65, strip-till 64.3. No difference there. And we had no difference in plant population either on-farm study in 2018. So overall, if we actually summarize just two years of data here, we're gonna say there was no effect of any of those strip-till treatments 
or no-till on plant population or yield on this on-farm study. Our data was pretty flat there. None of the treatments stood out as a winner. And the grower didn't know that. He'd been doing strip tilling for a while, but didn't really know on soybeans. And I think we showed him that he probably doesn't need to do strip till on his beans. What did we learn? No difference of observed between the treatment combinations in the three years. No yield drag. There's anything negative with the strip till. And it can be useful in certain situations, uh, depending on the soil type and time so I'll conclude and talk a little bit about this visual difference that we saw at the end of the year, again, between strip tilling and no strip tilling and planting 15 inch row spacing. Here you can see from the combine window, you can definitely pick out the rows the soybean rows that were planted on the strip till, and you can definitely pick out the other rows that were not on there. So if I was to look at that, and I did look at that, and like, oh my gosh, are we wasting seed in these rows by even planting them, the 15s, and could we get by with just strip tilling and 30 inch row spacing? So what we did with our research plot combine is we came down and we stripped out individual rows. And we harvested and measured yields from each individual row. So the conclusion lesson learned, the hybrid was between no-till and conventional till. That's what kind of strip till is. We have the ability to apply our fertilizer below the ground if we want to. And the strip till guidance is important. As far as the penetration resistance, it was definitely reduced in the top seven inches of soil profile. But whether it made a difference on yield is questionable. Canopy closure was as expected, 15 and 30 inch. In no-till only, our 15 inch row spacing significantly out yielded 30 inch row spacing. And the strip till out yielded no-till in 30 inch row plots. So our final conclusions, again, kind of mixed results based on weather, soil conditions. No-till consider 15. Strip till, consider 30 inch row spacing and use your local conditions and local equipment that you have. Well, thank you, John, for sharing recent research and results on comparative strip tilled soybean trials. And again, we'd like to recognize and thank our sponsor, AgriSolutions, for helping make this strip till farmer podcast series possible. I certainly look forward to your feedback on today's program. So feel free to drop me an email at jzemlicka at lessitermedia.com or give me a call at 262-777-2441. You can also keep up on the latest strip-till practices impacting your farm today by registering online at striptillfarmer.com for our free strip-till strategies daily e-newsletter. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at striptillfarmr and on our Striptill Farmer Facebook page. Well, I hope that you'll join us again for the next episode in our 2020 podcast series. For John Gaska, AgriSolutions, and our entire staff here at Strip Till Farmer, I'm Jack Samlicka. Thanks for listening. <music>